Robin, and welcome to the Girls Who Sell Spotlight podcast, where we talk about everything business to business sales. My name is Heidi Solomon Orlick, and I'm the founder and CEO of Girls Who Sell. At Girls Who Sell, we are not only committed to closing the gender gap in B2B sales, but to building the largest pipeline of diverse, early stage female sales talent. We are more than a company. We are a movement. On today's episode, I am thrilled to introduce you to Shari Johnston, partner and board member with Winning by Design, the number one rated go-to-market consultancy firm. She is founder and board member of Women in Revenue, is an advisory board member and MarTech advisor of Toolbox B2B. Shari, welcome to the spotlight and thank you for joining us. I got my tongue tied a little bit. There's just so much that you do. Uh, Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. So uh, we usually just start off trying to get a baseline. I'd love to learn a little bit more about your background and how you got into sales and and in particular, your journey behind starting uh, Women in Revenue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sure. So my, my background, I grew up in, in the tech space and being a leader in, in five different B2B SaaS companies um, before about three years ago, kind of deciding to you know move over to the uh, consulting side and help um, build the practice at Winning by Design. Um, but in that transition, you know, I really learned a lot around some of the challenges being a women executive specifically in B2B SaaS and, and, you know, also went through a transition of having a large staff to, to not having a a big team and really wanted to make sure that I continued to mentor um, and help be an advocate for some of those women that I had, had been um, advisors and mentors for and had worked for me in tech companies and, you know, at, during that transition, I, I asked, you know, my 10 closest uh, CS, CRO and CMO friends that um, I knew would probably be advocates for this mission if they would uh, be will be interested in, in going on this journey with me. And I was shocked that they they uh, they all agreed and were a resounding yes. And so I think the uh, the power and growth and and growing women in revenue has really been around having this, you know, this powerhouse of 10 to 12 board members who are super passionate about this cause of, of, of 100% equity for women in revenue generating roles. Yeah, I, I um, love what you do. And it's such a fantastic organization. And, and uh, I mean, listen, you, you had that vision far beyond, you know, others, right, in terms of really carrying the torch and, and taking this taking this mission on. I mean, but how do we, I mean, textiles still remains so male dominated, particularly um, as you step into leadership position. So, um, you know, it's great that you're a mentor, but are you, what kind of trends are you seeing around that? Um, and how can we get more women into tech leadership roles? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, the the past the the work we've been doing at Women in Revenue and and many organizations is getting us part of the way there, where we 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 are helping with education on on the 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 pay disparity of you know eighty percent eighty cents to the dollar for women, um, and and many of the other kind of seat at the table disparities that we're experiencing, and and but. 
you know, a part of it is, um, and, and I see some trends and growth in, in the diversity in some areas, um, but there's still, you know, a lot of challenges, uh, especially in fields that are very male dominated, where women especially do not feel welcome or represented things like tech companies that especially are in IT or security, that uh, they even have more of an uphill battle. Uh, and so one of the things that Women in Revenue were really passionate about doing in this next chapter is, is not only being a strong community of education of, of women among men, women, but bringing our, our, our education into other our brothers who are really going to help make that change. Uh, and so, so we really started this, this program in terms of helping with ERG groups to help with that education uh, beyond just the echo chamber of us women who feel strongly about this movement and supporting each other. But how can we educate and, and bring this, this uh, issue to light to others who can make change in the industry as well? Yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day, you know, with the prevalence of men in these leadership positions, um, you know, we we need them, right? Like we can all sit around in a room and and um, you know complain, or but you know, it's the you know we're supporting each other, um, but getting the men on board, I think, is really critical. So, what are some of the programs and things that you're doing to build male allyship? Yeah, great, great term, allyship. I love that. And uh, we, we use that term a lot here at, at Women in Revenue. The one of, the, um, one of the, the programs that we have to help bridge that gap is, is, is our mentorship program. And our mentorship program, we highly encourage men to help not only be, be included in that, in that program to, to help uh, be advocates for, for women earlier in their careers or even later in their careers and help bridge that gap, but also just in the organization as well. It may be more of a minority, but we do welcome men to come uh, listen to our events, uh, to participate in our surveys. Many of the sponsors that we have at uh, Women in Revenue have been champions from males who want to be advocates for females within their organization. Um, and then, yeah, more future. I, I still think there's a lot of room, though, to to grow um, in that realm. And so, so one of the the biggest programs and investments we have going out is, as I mentioned, is this this ERG group where uh, you know we we really want to try to take some of our programming, thought leadership, and education and bridge it into into organizations where the rubber really meets the road in terms of where these things are happening, where the disparity, where people are not getting the seat at the table. Um, and and have make make some real change. And and what are you seeing is the biggest buckets of resistance from men in particular? You know, to be honest, in in most cases, when when I um, talk with ma male leaders about this issue, it's really not intentional. And and I have uh, I think it's really the the biggest resistance is really more around education. Yeah, so I, I recall early on in the um, bringing the organization to light, talking to a, a very um, Boston entrepreneur who started a SaaS tech startup there, and and you know told him what I was doing, and and you know he's like, "Geez, I we are we have an all male executive team, and and I never even thought about it." He's like, "I just hired my buddies and my buddies who had you know it's a network effect of of who you know and." 
um, as much as we, um, you know, I, I felt his story and many others were, 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 uh, true. Like, I, I don't think he did it intentionally. Uh, I think he did understand that there is advantages to having women on his executive team, not only just from the right thing to do, but more, for, more importantly, from a performance perspective, we see we outperform, <laughs> we outperform yeah. no question. Well, not only individually, but just even having the diversity of, mm-hmm. of voices on an executive team, um, well outperforms, no matter what study you look at, um, than than just a, a all one gender um, executive team. So really, I think the biggest gap there is education. Um, you know, I, I will say we had our own misstep at Women in Revenue in a similar um, a similar vein in that it came to our attention that, you know, our board was was not had lack of, of ethnic diversity on it. And this was a situation where it just didn't come to mind for me when I invited my friends. Some of them were colored, but the, the makeup of the final group was was all white females. And so we have um, made a, a huge effort to diversify that so so that other members of different ethnicities and and um, backgrounds feel welcome in the organization. We certainly did not um, intend to do that, but but you know that was an enlightening moment to me of like how much you just need education and more voices in the room to to make sure that there's that equity there. Yeah, representation matters. It really Absolutely. does. And if you're as an organization, if you're trying to um, promote diversity, it definitely. Um, was probably an aha moment, but it's great that you stood back and that you were able to address it, right, and make those changes because that's that's it. I mean, I don't think we all expect perfection, but I think just recognizing that there is a gap and then taking on the initiative to affect change and make make a change is equally as important, right? I mean, would you agree? Absolutely, and, and I'll tell you one outcome, very tangible outcome of that, um, and why this was initially so alarming to me is, is we do an annual survey um, to, to help understand the state of women in revenue. Um, and the, the first survey was 90% respondents were white women. And I was like, wow, I, I, we are not, you know, making other women clearly feel, feel welcome if that's the makeup. And so we just had finished the, um, 2021 or 20 now 2022 findings and and we're we're at 62 percent white women and so much more much more variety and makeup of of uh what the real world looks like so i'm, I'm proud to say that we've uh, made made a bit of progress there yeah i love that so let's talk about that um so as you've gotten more diverse perspectives in your response rates um, what are some of the key findings and and did you find some differences from years prior? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we did have uh, largely we do try to uh, measure trends year over year. So so questions do maintain um, a similar vein. But this year we did recognize, as we all have, that there's there's a couple of um of, uh, of shifts happening in the world and in workplace, specifically the great resignation that we've all heard of and, and wanted to get a pulse from our community on, on you know, what's happening um, in our community as it relates to the great resignation. And um, yeah, so we found some really interesting findings of that, um, you know, 38% of our membership base that took the survey considered quitting 
uh, over this last year and, and just kind of further validate that there, there is a lot of people out there that are, you know, are, are definitely um, looking at that work-life balance as it relates to COVID and all the challenges that are um, being being put on, you know, especially women who are our primary caregivers and in, in households and how that's affecting um, how it's affecting top talent in in uh, tech and and beyond. Yeah, and it's it's affecting women of color disproportionately. Yes, absolutely. Um, some definitely that that is the case. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting issue to tap into. I think some of the other um, findings that were, were quite interesting um, kind of on the flip side, I guess, is that um, while there's quite a bit of, of folks sort of stepping out of their career or thinking about their career differently, uh, there was 47% that actually had a salary increase over the last year, which is a, a pretty su- substantial amount. So we're seeing that inflation, I guess, rise even in the in in salaries as well. Um, so is that just to not get normalized? Though I mean, we were still so far behind in salaries that was that just due to companies. Which, which is, by the way, this is a positive thing, absolutely. But is it just because, you know, there's there's more attention to it and they, they're because of the diversity, equity and inclusion initiatives that companies are taking on that they are just beginning to normalize salaries? I think it's a variety of factors. I think that's one of them. I think another one of them is there was a lot of uh job changes in this last year, in which case a lot of people, um, a lot of, you know, salary increases happen when you transition roles as well. Yeah. And so then for women who are leaving more, the more traditional workplace, um, are you seeing an increase or did your numbers show that there's an increase in women stepping into entrepreneurship? You know, that that wasn't measured specifically um, as we're we're really kind of focused on women in company roles. Um, and so I, that that wasn't a metric that we measured. But um, yeah, largely what we're seeing is is women, to your point, kind of, you know, some some companies sort of right sizing uh, salaries, some change, uh, moving jobs and and some sort of kind of creating their own, their own, uh, workspace, whether it be a hybrid role or, um, or, or more creative role as, as more and more flexible type of job, uh, opportunities have arisen. So based on all of this, um, you know, as companies are listening to this episode, what, uh, advice and guidance might you give an organization as they're looking to, increase their percentage of women in their sales teams or their sales leadership teams, or just, you know, really look at diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives in general? Yeah, great, great questions. And and a lot of detail that comes out in our survey around this of, of, you know, how to attract and, and retain top uh, women talent. I think some, some key takeaways, which are similar to past years, but um, but but our key takeaways for organizations looking to do this is is um, you know, that women value things like having a seat at the table, having childcare, 
do not value things like ping pong tables or free lunches. So really understanding, um, you know, what sort of benefits to lean into if you do want more women at your executive table. Um, those, th- there's, there's data to support that those are the, um, the attributes that, that, pe- that women want. Um, you know, they also want, um, and, you know, how that, how that translates to having a seat at the table is, you know, having resources and budget being included in, uh, in the boardroom and when decisions are being made. Um, the title isn't always everything, right? You know, you, know, you want, you, you actually need to have that, uh, that equity with men as it relates to your seniority on a day-to-day basis. And that has proven to be a really important point um, of validation for women in their careers as well. Yeah. Um, It's really interesting. So, you know, one of the things I hear though, often when I'm um, speaking with companies is they they say they're like yeah you know we want to add more women right we want to, to have more women have a seat at the table or you know be in our sales roles but women just don't apply or we just don't know where to find them or um, so how do you respond to to that? I hear that a lot both um, on the recruiting angle as well as. Uh, is a sort of um, feedback for for why there's all male panels or all male speakers at events and things. And you know, I'll be I'll be frank. I don't I don't think people are looking hard enough. I, I think um, you have to make a concerted effort if that's if that's uh, the diversity that you want for a variety of reasons. Um, I think I you know one of the stories that inspired me to start Women in Revenue was I was mentoring a. Uh, a former employee who was looking for a new role, and she passed on a few different career websites that she of jobs she was looking at, and she said, "Yeah, this one looks like a really good role, but look at the executive team. There's not one woman women on the woman on the executive team. I just don't feel like I would, you know, do well and be be supported there." And it was just so enlightening to me that that is how this next generation is looking and she's not alone, that that is a key factor, just like, you know, people didn't feel welcome, welcome in women in revenue if they were colored and we were all white board members. You want to feel like you're supported and represented and, and p- that people have um, a, an idea of, of, of how, y- you know, you operate. So I, I think, um, you know, if you are a company that wants to um, to have more women in in roles across your organization, you need to look long and hard at like what it is like to be a candidate as a woman in your organization. If you have an all male executive team, that's going to be a challenge. If if your benefits don't reflect things that are important to women, that's also going to be a challenge. Uh, so I think it's it's and and then also to your point, it's. Um, you know, really, really doing some concerted proactive efforts. There's definitely data to support that women often uh, don't apply for positions until they're like 100% uh, qualified based off of the resume where where um, where men uh, are a lot more lenient about that. So, so sometimes, you know, making sure that you're actually as a company uh, looking for passive candidates that that may fit your bill and and hunting a little bit harder. Yeah, this is a really timely conversation. I actually just did a post recently on LinkedIn um, about this exact topic, and and uh, 
I, I, I was saying, I'd love your see if you agree, but companies that really are doing a good job at this should definitely be more uh, vocal and um, be sure that they are highlighting some of those benefits and very positive diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives um, in their in their job ads, right? Like talk about what you're doing, that you've got, you know, a childcare subsidy, or if you've got a great, um, you know, um, maternity leave policy or whatever it is, you know, benefits, um, you know, different kinds of benefits and things, you know, I think that companies uh, vary that a bit, but I, but I am in agreement with you that um, particularly this generation coming up the pipeline are making decisions um, based on those kinds of policies. Uh, if you have an ERG, talk about it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want one of our, we've been doing a series at Women in Revenue of um, companies that are doing that. And, and one of them that, that comes to mind is um, demand base and, and, you know, their, their C, they have a woman CRO. Um, she, she's fantastic an amazing, amazing driver in the organization. And she has an organization that's over 60% female um, in, 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 as it relates to the sales department, which is unheard of. And of course, you know, as a woman who, who doesn't want to work for a woman CRO or at the very least have uh, a makeup of, of, of some gender equity within the group that you are, are at. So uh, while we represent marketing and sales, there's definitely much more challenges on the sales side in terms yeah. of having that gender equity. Um, so a lot of our stories are really highlighting, um, you know, where, where they've been successful. Um, Allison, the CRO over there talks about how she's been successful at, at having that diverse, um, that diversity, uh, but yeah, I think the support comes a lot from from the top, from her, from her CEO, who who is male but has is a huge advocate for for having um, the the diversity on on his team as well. Yeah, who would want to go work there as a woman, right? Like that's great. Bravo to bravo to them. Um, well, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing some of your findings. I can't wait to get my hands on the report, but. How can others either read you or download the report? Yeah, absolutely. Um, any, all of our members will have access to the report. It's, um, it's, our membership is free. It's just womeninrevenue.org slash join. And you can, you can join and get access to our Slack community, uh, the mentorship program, um, as well as we will be um, po- we're posting the results of the survey ungated on our website and to members in uh, the March timeframe. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Shari. I really appreciate it. And thanks for all you do. Keep up. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Take care. Bye.